Skin and Blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Welcome to Skin and Blister Pod, May edition. Let's go. How are you? Hey, guys. Well, well brought in. Thank you very much. I am doing well. And yourself? I just got done with a very good class this morning uh, in the gym, and I'm feeling quite peppy. I did well. I beat everyone up, so I'm feeling good. (laughs) That must feel amazing. I do see people doing boxing, and sometimes I'm like, ooh, that looks like a good stress reliever. Do you find it relieves stress? Yeah, definitely. I think one of my favorite parts about it is that you put your phone down and you don't look at it at all for an hour and a half. And you just talk with your friends, you know, you fight them. It's like Fight Club. (laughs) We don't talk about it. (laughs) Except that I'm talking about it right now, so. But no, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. With Matt Damon? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, well, that's good. And you've got a competition coming up. Have you been practicing for that? Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, slash nervous. Everyone I tell that I'm competing is like, can I come watch? So I might have like 30 people there watching me, which is a lot of pressure. <laughs> You're gonna actually be in a boxing ring? Is that the says it's not boxing? It's oh. not boxing. Oh. Okay, but let me just tell you what I'm imagining. Okay. You in a boxing ring, that's what I'm imagining. And then you have to throw your opponent over the side, and that means you win. Is that our boxing? Is that what it is? No. Okay, a couple things. One, it's not boxing. Two, it's not WWE. We're not doing like this fake choreographed thing like they do in WWE where they like have these personas and then just throw people around okay this is the real deal (laughs) it's not gonna be very glamorous so basically you have someone in uh in your weight class same gender and you um get in the you know, the ring, the octagon, whatever it is, the mat, probably. Ring. There's no boxing. This is grappling. And you, the timer goes off, you take them down, you're both on your feet, you take, hopefully you take them down. And then you get points for different things. And hopefully you end up choking them till they tap. That's the goal. So... We'll see how it goes. Oh my but. gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, we, now we know, folks, folks listening, now we know how to hit a nerve with Kez. Just tell her that she's doing boxing instead of jiu-jitsu. Or pro um, wrestling or like WWE, which is completely fake. It really annoys me. World. Yeah, I go for it. When I'm like, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and someone's like, oh, pew, pew, pew. Like they're doing like karate chops with their hands. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not what it is. Do you know that Brazilian dance capoeira? Do you know about that? The what? Do you know what capoeira is? No. I think I'm saying it right, but it's basically, it, I, 
okay forgive me if this is wrong but i think it's like a kind of dance slash martial arts thing that could be totally wrong but people are always doing it in the park and it's like really slow that's tai chi i think it's capoeira i think capoeira oh gosh that's like a fake Um, martial art (laughs) what is tai chi that kind of thing like all the thai like taekwondo tai chi i mean the taekwondo actually you can you can fight with that because you learn kicks um so i shouldn't bash that but like that is literally what someone would say who does jujitsu i don't think any of these are fake i think they're all nice forms of exercise that you can yeah but some are more about some are more effective than others all right we'll shut up about this now it's too much no i think some are more effective depending on which one you're doing (laughs) no 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 it's been proven that's why they do mixed martial arts competitions because then they can prove which one actually works which spoiler alert it's wrestling jujitsu boxing muay thai kickboxing that's about it. In in that order or any order you want to put it? I mean, any order, but you have to have some of all of those if you want to win. So all <laughs> those little fakey ones are completely useless. <laughs> no, don't feel bad about yourself if you're doing Tai Chi. That sounds amazing. As no, well. if it's good exercise, okay. who cares? Anyway, let's move on. How was uh, your tennis lesson? It Tell was us. good, thank you. Give it was very, um, there was lots and lots of new people. I don't know where everyone else went. I felt like I was in an alternate reality because none of the usual people were there. Oh. Um, so I was a bit, but actually <laughs> it couldn't have been an alternate, alternative reality because the coaches are both called Alex and these coaches were also called Alex. Um, so it must but were they the same coaches? Lesson. Yeah, but it's really efficient that they're both called Alex because then you just shout Alex if you ever need any. Yeah, help. that's good. I like that. And they're like, what? Um, but no, they were. It was really good. And the I was playing against um, some of them. Are really like some of the players are very accomplished. They're very. Um, they, you know, they're very fast with their. Didn't you say Djokovic practices there? No. <laughs> Is that a Djokovic? Is that a joke? <laughs> it's a joke. Oh my gosh! No, Is one time joke? you, it wasn't. One time you said someone looked like Djokovic who was there. Djokovic is his name. Oh, is it? Okay, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you said Djokovic because you were making one of Because I was your making. Jokes. It's a good dad joke. <laughs> anyway no Djokovic does not play there but it's a good court but it's in the middle of Bethnal Green so says I think in America we say Djokovic and you say Djokovic I mean Djokovic was really good if you were making a joke but (laughs) anyway it doesn't oh wait wait I I need deets on the coronation coronane as we call it over here Now watch me whip. Now watch me coronane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like British people love these little names. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, we had the platinum jubilee a, 
a couple last year or a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. and everyone was calling it the platitudes. Oh, and what was and the, then the pandemic the was pandemic. the Panny D. Panny D, and now we've got the Coronene going. Oh my God, you guys are nuts. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was any other. Platyjubes was a really good one. Platyjubes is great. Did you um, see any pomp and circumstance? I certainly did. So I went, I'm actually quite anti-royal. Don't arrest me. They've been arresting people for saying that, like, they're anti-royal. But like, so wait, most hold of us are anti-royal. So they've been arresting people for saying that. So you choose to go on a public forum where your recorded voice will last forever and say that. Um, I mean, if they arrest me for that, then uh, probably better off in prison at that point. Because like, <laughs> no, they were arresting people who were protesting at the event. Oh. But they weren't, they were peaceful protesters. So for me, that constitutes freedom of speech. So I'm all about it. But um, they did have some like excuses, like they thought they were going to ha have um, rape a riot. and they were going to set the horses off and stuff. Anyway, anyway. But Why were I they protesting? So I'm just speaking from myself, but the royalty doesn't really, I, I don't have any affinity or affection oh. for them i just find it really old-fashioned and um it's massive waste of taxpayers money there is the argument they bring a lot of cash in yeah they do yeah with tourism but like for example prince andrew allegedly you know yeah is a peter well that's he's a trash he's it? trash <laughs> but then we had to pay off like the taxpayers money's paid for him to pay off the woman he abused. So that kind of thing just doesn't really mm. sound great. Um, Ooh, the brother-in-law is not going to be happy about this. Uh, this is fine. why, this is why he started his claim that I'm not British is because I had well, this chat with him about the Royals and how I don't, I'm not anti, I just don't really care at all like i can't be bothered with it and he was like oh you're not british anyways you're american i was like okay cool <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is the queen was all well and good because everyone kind of felt quite warm towards her for whatever reason i think she'd been around so long it's because she kept calm like, and carried on you know she was this late this sweet lady she always dressed really fashionable like she was kind of this symbol of uh, of of stoicism i guess a little bit mm -hmm. um and then she obviously sadly passed away and then like my feeling was like can we just stop there but obviously that's not the case um but to be honest i don't really spend that much time on it except for when uh, these big occasions roll around. But speaking of all that, I I was one of the millions of people who watched the Coronene. So that's cool. I went over to our sister's house and we had a picnic inside because it was raining. 
um, and we watched. <laughs> Wait, that's that is not a picnic. Well, like we were like, it's a picnic because that's like a British thing, I guess. And then we just oh sat inside gosh. eating treats and watched it on TV. I watched it on TV. Did you? What did yeah. you think? Um, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's an interesting thing to think about, right? Because on the one hand, there's the, you know, the tourism aspect and like the tradition aspect of having it as like a traditional symbol of Britishism, Britishism, or whatever. And it brings in a lot of tourism money. You know, um, people are obsessed with it. Whatever. However, um, I. Just think, like, why are we celebrating, like, basically dictatorships? I mean, they're not anymore, obviously, but when they were in power, they were dictators. Yeah. (laughs) So it's It's like, it's an odd thing. thing. Because people go, that, like, that's my queen or, like, that's my king. And I'm like, that's the last straw that I would want someone above me. Like the whole idea of, I think I really value freedom and I'm sure you're the same. Yeah. I think any kind of overlord or like putting another person above, like there's no reason to put someone that, you know, King Charles is just as fallible as all of us, as most people will be well aware. But like this idea that he's above us and he's this kind of God figurehead, yeah. I find so strange. Yeah. Um, and like I I watched it this weekend with like a bunch of Americans and Canadians and they were all like, No, it's a great tradition. I was like, we literally like bled to get rid of the king as our ruler. <laughs> like what it's so strange for Americans yeah, to America. love it. A lot of Americans do. And I'm like, this They'd is literally it, yeah. we fought and bled to get rid of this as our ruler and now you're you know, like so, so into it <laughs> like they would they were going along the mall which is the in front of the palace and there was people camping out for days mm-hmm. that's where they were all from america <laughs> it was so funny to me there was like people from north carolina even i i was like oh um but no, but I just think like if I imagine myself going, okay, my tax money, like imagine my tax money going to that, and then I'm like, oh, uh, I just want like. But you do tax. have to also, when you think about that, think about how much money it brings in, because I think it's a fair amount. I mean, it's kind of <clears throat> impossible to quantify, but it's just a interesting thing to think about. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was thinking about would I want to be a royal? No. What do you think? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Because, like, imagine just having that much scrutiny on you at all times. Like, what an actual nightmare. Yeah, like, if you watch Kate, who's, like, mm-hmm. definitely the best thing that ever happened to the royals yeah. media-wise. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's, like, such a media draw. If you watch her, like, she's so media trained. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, oh, that must be. Even though she doesn't really have to work a day in her life, 
I mean, they do a lot of but diplomacy. She can never like... relax. Never. Like, just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you're always worried, always like, what if I do ends up in the Daily Mail? Like, anything <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I mean, everything she does ends up in the Daily Mail, but it's always positive. She yeah, does, but like, so well. imagine if she has, like, some secret dark side. Like, she can never express that because. <laughs> Yeah, I hope there is a place she can express that because everyone needs a little bit of, you know, a dark a side, to unwind, bit of edge. Um, I also really observed that William's hair is quite gone these days. <laughs> was it William? That was William, right? Yeah, but, yeah. It's and I'm like, surely he can afford like implants or something. Yeah, but it's fine if he wants to go bald. That's his. Thing. Yeah, but it's not even bald. It's like the monk's thing, which is like <laughs> the worst of both worlds. <laughs> oh, bless them! They're like mm. you can't hate them, but you, you, I don't really like the system. Um, yeah, I thought anyway. you know what that was really weird was when like Camilla was walking with her train and it looked so awkward. Did you see that? She kind of was like pulling ahead and then like kind of a bit tripping around and then they're like pulling back on it. Like it was so strange looking. (laughs) It was not very graceful, was it? (laughs) You know what I thought was incredible? That lady um, with the sword. Did you see that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Penny Morden, she's like part of the government here. Oh, okay. Um, but she was holding that sword up for 50 minutes. And apparently she must have it trained weighs... for that. Apparently she did. She said, I did a couple push-ups. Um, what? Like some kind of crazy fitness freak. But like that, that sword itself weighs 3.6 kilos. Let me look that up in. What, what um, do you use there? Pounds. Uh, <laughs> Not money, yeah. though. That's dollars, but we use pounds for weight. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> seven point, almost eight pounds. And if you've ever tried oh, holding something out for any length yeah. of time, even if it's like half a pound, eventually your arms start shaking. Yeah. It's really quite an amazing feat of strength. For 51 minutes. And then you see her um, striding forth in front of the king. um, And she's singing away, holding this thing, carrying the entire nation on their shoulders. Like, it's funny (laughs) because she's part of the conservatives, which is a bit like Republicans over there. Mm -hmm. But, like, still very impressive. I was very impressed. Yeah, I don't mind. Any woman. There should be a fitness challenge. See if you can penny more than it out. Like, see if you can hold a. Yeah, there should be like, weight. like the ice bucket challenge, but a fitness one. Yeah, although who would it benefit? Because the ice bucket challenge was specifically for, uh, like mus- muscular dystrophy or something. I remember like our sister like tagged me on Facebook with that thing, and I was like, "There is no way I'm doing this. I hate we trends like that." I hate it. Oh my word. Yeah, but you no, that was for it. ALS. Oh, okay. Oh, what okay. Stephen yeah, Hawking anyway. had. Yeah. Um, you. 
Which royal would you want to be if you could be any of them? Probably the wife of like the younger brother, so that I wouldn't have to. Uh, like Megan. Yeah, but not like Megan, because I don't want to get all this shit. <laughs> I would just be like kind of quiet, I think, in the media. Just. I see yeah, how you're looking don't... at me, wondering how I could possibly be quiet <laughs> if I was in that yeah. position. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm totally with you. That so there's Princess Anne, who was the lady riding the horse behind okay. Prince Char- uh, King Charles, um, and she's King Charles's sister. And she, like I never see her in the media except for That's like true. riding a horse and like just chilling and doing something nice. She seems so lovely. Yeah, she looked really pretty. Yeah. Oh, so our aunt this weekend sent us a picture of these invites that our great-great-grandparents got to the coronation in 1911. They got personally invited. Their invites were like number 56 um, of invites. But it was the coronation of um, the... Queen Mary and King George V. But I okay. thought that was quite cool. Yeah, how our family has fallen from grace. Well, that's what so I was far. thinking. Actually, I said exactly that. I was like, how far the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Just tumbled straight down the ladder. Just into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> And then I started getting resentful because I was like, if only they had been better money managers, our lives would have been so much easier. It's very strange. I mean, I'm so happy I didn't have to go to the coronation because that looked like a long service. Yeah, I'm not not a fan. Though that singing was quite beautiful. The opera got... heard of Spotify. (laughs) No, no, I can't be bothered Live with music. It's great. Honestly, like ever since um, leaving the commune, where so many things were like ceremonies and like a lot of you know holy serious stuff, I just can't be bothered with any of that anymore. Spare me! It's too much. It's all BS. It's all propaganda. And I just can't. I don't want any part of it. See, I'm pretty much on the same page as you um, regarding ceremonies. But then, there is is there a time and place for them? Because obviously, when people get married, that's an example, right? Mm-hmm. You go, you go through the steps. There's all these steps to marriage, and like, there's something. Is that necessary? Is it, it's not is necessary. That like a positive? I think I see a place for it. Like, if you're, but I think it has to come from a very genuine, like, it doesn't have to, whatever, do what you want. But for me, if it, there's going to be that much um, serious, like, ceremony to something, that's because I feel, like, incredibly strongly about it. You know, and and then it's a good way to, like, show how strongly and seriously you feel about something. For instance, a marriage or um, 
I don't even know where else, like a funeral, I guess. Like you really loved that person. You want to, you know, showcase their life. So I, I understand that. Also with government, it makes sense. It creates, you know, kind of like a national spirit sometimes to all get together and, you know, love one thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it has its place. I just think when it's obviously ridiculous that's when i have a hard time with it yeah and that's, that's my opinion but no that's i felt the same after that coronation i was like this is all so construed mm-hmm. and for what reason like what what is the power that this guy is getting it's really not that he has there is it's not like he has no power but it's quite limited so it's a bit pathetic <laughs> yeah and like Charles himself looked quite sad the whole time. So Mm -hmm. I don't even know if he benefited. You know what conversation we had while we were watching it? What? Um, Krista, who I was visiting in Raleigh. Let me guess. Okay. You were like saying if you would date King King Charles III. Ew. Never would have money. That never would have crossed my mind. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Krista's mom. He's a billionaire. So I was visiting Krista, my great friend and almost sister-in-law, um, in Raleigh, and her mom was there. And her mom was like, "Do you know that your nose is one of the th- only things that never stops growing?" <laughs> And I just got kind of depressed because like I looked at King Charles' nose and it was like a beak. And then I thought to myself, like my nose is quite big. So maybe when I'm like, imagine we get some breakthroughs in medicine where we live a lot longer and we just all end up with like these massive noses. (laughs) Oh, oh, you mean if we're like 150? Yeah. I think it's your nose and your ears as well. Oh, it is your ears, isn't it? So, like, you're gonna just be like all nose, and then just flaps for ears. It'll like, be will be essentially become elephants at that point. Yeah, maybe. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe that's how elephants grow. You never know. Yeah. No, and I got. I was like, oh no, just thinking about it. It's a bit of a nightmare. I guess one can always have a nose job. <laughs> <laughs> true that but um no i think you have a very delightful nose my dear do oh, not thank you that's nice no one knows oh she's on the joke again someone you know someone who barely knows me that i saw this weekend they're a neighbor of of my uh my in-laws i'm just gonna call them my in-laws for simplicity's sake even though i'm not married okay. to simon um they somehow knew, well, it's not surprising, about all my dad jokes. And they were like, I watched. If I hang out with someone for one hour, they'll know about that. Why am I surprised by this? But they watched this Broadway show, and it was just a dad joke Broadway show. And they were like, when you're in New York, you have to go see that show. I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to go watch it. I'm just going to be there by with... myself. Do you Matinee. have any other jokes for today? No. Not off the top of your head. I don't want to okay, do that you. Okay, you have to, to think you. of some. 
to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Every joke she tells, we lose 10 listeners. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I've got to stop. Look, do we have a question for today? Oh, uh, yeah, we do. We do, we oh, do, we do, we do, we do, we do. All right. It is, it is. Oh, wait, I took a screenshot of it this time because I didn't want to lose it again. You know how I lose things, including my train of thought quite regularly. But where is this question? There you go. The train has left the station. Okay, your thoughts, opinions on how the current high school, which is like an, a boarding school academy, uh, versus high schoolers attending, quote, outside high school, affects the young people. Do you think more leave now than before or vice versa? Part two, do you think vulnerable teenagers being away for the majority of the school year from their parents has any effects on them? Would you have liked that? What Your general thoughts and opinions are appreciated. Now, I wanted to preface this with that I, I never attended... Um, I only attended school on the commune up to eighth grade, and then I went to public high school. So um, not knowing much about the current high school situation, I'm just going to answer this hypothetically. I think I can speak for you too with that because we haven't actually experienced it firsthand. Yes, I would say this is very opinion-based, which is what they've asked for. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I actually got a bit of... Um, feedback which i'll just read off on the instagram um i asked do you have input on commune school versus public school and someone said i wish they had actually taught us knowledge not just religious stuff and i loved how much time we spent in nature but i definitely liked the classes and teachers who um Wait, that got cut off. <laughs> All right. Uh, I wish we had been taught better STEM education. Oh, so those are some good yeah. things to think about as we answer. I, 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 so I'm just going to talk about my experience. I think we got like quite a good solid education um, on history, geography, math, um, English. Those, I think we got better than usual education on those topics, um, which was really, really helpful. I mean, it has been helpful for me. I um, Basically, it's helpful whenever I go to trivia with people who know pop culture, because then they can answer the <laughs> pop culture questions and the sports ones, and I can answer all the obscure literature and history questions. So it's really served me very well in trivia. <laughs> well, that's good. We did a lot of rote memorization, didn't we? We did, yeah. I remember in fifth grade, we memorized all the countries and capitals in the world. Like literally all of them. That is wild. Can you imagine? Do you remember them? Uh, I remember some. Like okay, Honduras, Tegucigalpa. What's Australia? Australia is, it's not Sydney, is it? It's one of those smaller cities. Do you remember what it uh, is? It's on the tip of my tongue. 
the tip of the That's tongue, true. the teeth, yeah. the lips, yeah. the tip of the oh. tongue, the teeth, the lips. Canberra. Um, yeah. Can, can. Oh, wow. 26, mi- 26 million people. Okay. Yeah. So it's weird because a lot of them are not like the biggest cities that are in the country. So you get oh, confused. Wait, Let me take that back. Australia's population of nearly 26 million. Oh, like, okay. Canberra cannot be 26 million. Okay. Yeah. Forgive, forgive. Um, okay. The problem for me is while I do remember some of the things we learned, for example, we always just wrote memorized times tables. And like mm-hmm. to this day, I'm quite good at um, times tables, but also I'm quite good at mental math, which isn't rote memorization. So me maybe too, I'm, yeah. that's just the strong point for me. But I'm so bad with um, geography. Well, really? I say so bad. I can pretty much find I feel like we learned that well. No, I didn't do that well in the um geography part okay it's much better at math and science interestingly enough um i will say well, something then... very odd sorry were you do you want to no go for it uh we spent all of seventh and eighth grade learning about the communes history and religious history so i have this it like is... weird disproportionate knowledge of those two things which yeah, that's isn't... like when you're 12 and 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not super helpful for anything, really. Except, I mean, religious history is... can It did form a lot of the current systems, I guess. But a lot of it's a bit obscure. And then we didn't learn anything about biology, which was, you know, I wish I knew more about that. I love biology. I t- yeah. yeah. Biology was one of my favorite high school um subjects. Uh yeah, so so I'm just trying to remember the question, but I would say we had a good education up through so for me up through ninth grade, for you up through eighth grade. Um in theory that I I guess we could assume that just keeps going. Um like yeah. the level of the quality of education but then is there a part of education that is social education and are they missing out on that maybe um, yeah and that's my main issue i think is like a lot of going to school is learning about how to live in the quote real world and if you don't have that type of education is very hard to adjust as an adult. So I think that is like a big gap because, and again, I haven't been to this, you know, I don't know anything really about this high school. Um, I did talk to a couple people about it to try to get some more insight, um, which I didn't get a lot, but it seems as though they have, like they do sports and, um, they have, you know, a lot of interests you can pursue, which is quite cool. But it also seems a bit odd to me that um, these vulner- like these teenage kids are like living away from their parents for most of the year, um, especially in like such a, I just think like, I don't know, 
obviously, of any specific instances, but I can see that being a setup for indoctrination and um, even abuses in such a a controlled religious environment. Obviously, like, I don't know what their policies are or anything. I'm just kind of hypothetically speaking that that's something that, you know, could be an issue in that situation. Interesting. It's um, because we were very restricted about what we could and couldn't do when we went to public high school. So, for example, we didn't do, we didn't join any of the sports teams. We didn't Mm -hmm. do any after school projects, really. I don't know. We didn't. And then we would come home and like work in the factory. um, And then we would do our homework after that. Um, After attending communal events and meetings. So I would sometimes yeah, stay we up were... till like 3 a.m. doing homework. I don't know about you. We didn't really have much time to do homework. No, but we were even... I'm just trying to balance the fact that I don't think that the high school we went to was that big of a... I mean, it was a good, it was a good experience, but I don't know if it was that much better than like just going to high school on the commune i don't think it was because we were isolated still from that world like all we did was we went and learned the academics and left like we didn't get any of the social interactions really like we were kind of like in this bubble of our group in the high school so like we didn't have friends really outside of that we weren't allowed to go to people's houses or play sports And you were told what classes to take and stuff. So it was kind of, maybe we got 70, 60% of the experience. I mean, I, I did, uh, I think for me, it gave me a lot more confidence to leave. Yeah, me too. I wasn't, I saw those those people, I saw the other students. The outsiders. (laughs) The outsiders. And I, I realized like, these are just kids like us. Yeah, um, some of yeah. them. I mean, it was the school we went to was it was kind of backwoodsy, but also there were some really good staff there. Yeah, like artsy, so, like, kind of, of artsy mountainy. Yeah, but there was like quite a few social issues, but um, like I did really enjoy going to public high school. I definitely. I'm not like a hundred percent that it's that bad for kids to be away from their parents. What is it? They're away during the week and then they go home during the weekend. Yeah. You don't think it's I mean, that it's... bad. I think it like, I just think those are really vulnerable years and I think it's good to have your parents around for this, but I, there's an argument that, you know, people, some people are f- fans of boarding school. I, I don't know. But for me personally, I would have loved it. I think because I actually didn't really enjoy going to public school and I would have loved having the sports and things um, and like all the after school activities that I could follow my interests in instead of just going to work in the factory. Um, and I, th- yeah, I, I would have loved being away from our parents, to be honest. 
like at that time um i didn't i wasn't very close to them so i think i would have loved like just living with my friends um yeah that's what i was thinking similarly yeah, because it's yeah. not like they're six years old going to boarding school for the entire year they they do come home every week i think and then uh-huh i mean that those years for me i did want to be away from our parents i did too <laughs> yeah so but we love you I parents think... if you listen but yeah those were <laughs> some rough teenage years but for so for me i'm gonna say i valued the public school experience so mm -hmm. i would do that again but I do also see the benefit because I would say we got 70% of that experience and I guess they're getting a hundred percent of this experience with the sports and with the mm -hmm. everything like that. And I think that's, um, that's great, but yeah, like ideally they could have a bit more freedom of thought and, you know, yeah, that's where I'm concerned. Like they're not exposed to any ideas that, aren't approved right so that's a very intense bubble to be in and then also like if you happen to be a little different than everyone i bet there's it's really really hard socially like i bet the bullying is rife probably because the commune is already such an environment where sameness is valued so like mm. And, and obviously like being a teenager exacerbates that. Um, and it's just so um, mentally impacting. So I imagine if you're standing out at all there, um, that could really be a hard social thing to deal with. And you don't have like your parents to go home to in the evening. Um, so I think it would work well for those who are like popular and cool and sporty and whatever but i think if you stand out at all it might be a very difficult place to go that's very good observation i do think there's so much value nowadays and when you're a teenager especially in having a place you can go and relax and like that was because on the commune everyone's kind of observing each other all the time mm -hmm. so being able to go home and go in your room like at least yeah. you had a bit of um escape and teenagers need that space don't they i, I think it's yeah and the thing um, with like the boarding school models you never get that and i imagine they're watching the kids very closely there so that that's definitely a factor that would be probably kind of hard to deal with mentally yeah, and I also think it was really cool in the public school to see lots of different people. And as weird, it sounds quite strange, but I do think there's more acceptance of difference off the commune than on the commune. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. Because there's yeah, always because a like, group to join off the, you can join like the nerds, the goths, the jocks, whatever. Like, there's mostly always some thing you can feel a part of. I know that's sometimes people don't feel a part of anything, but on the commune, there's only one, one group. And if you're not a part of that, you're, it's very, very difficult to deal with. Luckily for Kaz, she was part of that. <laughs> <laughs>
Did you feel like you were part of that in high school? I did, but then it made it ultimately like so shocking when I left because I was used to being like kind of, you know, cool. And then I left and I was like this freak and I was like, my world was just turned upside down. So like the cool thing to be in high school when I, when Kat and me were in high school was that you would wear your skirt. So we had really long skirts. So you'd wear your skirt like below your hips, I guess. Yeah. How like really low, work? like kind of like low, no one knows how low rise stood jeans. Stood, stood, I can't even speak how they stayed up, but they would be like skimming the floor so low or skimming yeah, your yeah. ankles, I guess. Um, and as tight a top as you could get away with which they were really not tight at all but some of my friends uh sewed darts into their blouses so that they were better fitting i never would have dared to do that that was daring wild see what i mean yeah they were out of control well you teach him it's like you teach you give a man a fish feed him for a day teach a woman to sew and soon she will be altering her own clothes yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was just trying to learn how to make a pocket in a skirt. Remember, we skill, used to sew like I've little... never learned again. Right. We used to sew little backpacks together. Yeah. We were always I mean, making little skills. things. They were, but they're completely not valuable in in this culture right now, unless we were to become like fashion designers. You know, like there's no place in which we need to sew anything. So it's a bit of a waste of time. Yes and no. I do I do sometimes do some mending myself. I do too. Out. One time I was with friends, family. Um, we were staying in Airbnb. And everyone was watching TV. And sometimes I like try and be the perfect uh, house. What is it? I'm not like the wife, wife, but house housewife yeah so i i i pulled out my sewing kit and i started Dear darning God. and i You're was like such a show off <laughs> <laughs> yes i am anyway yeah simon loves that i can sew because he gets these like favorite clothes and he never wants to give them up so if they get a little split in the seam He'll just be like, can you please, I have a trip coming up. Can you please sew these before my trip? And I always like torture him about it. I make him like do all these special things for me. Whereas it's actually like really easy to sew, but I just don't like, I just want to make it as difficult as possible. Cause where I have the, all the skills of a, of a perfect housewife, I don't I like that image. Housewife. Yeah. So then I'll be like, okay, so I'll sew that button back on if you rub my feet, bring me some ice cream, uh, put on a movie for me, bring me a glass of wine, and then I'll just sit there and sew it. It'll take me like two minutes. Those are all easy things to do because you are so strange. No, I love having like little servant. Oh, no. I hope Simon doesn't listen to this. You like people to do nice things for you. That's I do. My love language is acts of service and touch and gifts. And basically, I like all of the love languages for myself. Yeah. But 
as far as giving them out, I'm quite stingy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so horrendous. Um, did we answer the whole question? I don't know. Yeah, basically, um, I'm not. I'm not like really. I do like that we went to public high school. Like, I think that was better for me personally. Um, do you think more people are leaving because they go to this uh, high school? I think it's hard to quantify. Like, we'd have to do like a survey, but I think like a lot of my age left because we went to public high school. But yeah, that you was... saw that it wasn't that bad, I guess. Or is that... yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know if more people leave or not. But it's also interesting to think that maybe actually they're better equipped going to this school because I don't feel we were that. Yeah, they might be. Kids in my year got pulled out of high school, which left them without a high school diploma, which is like happened to our brother. Yeah, that's like a big goat himself. No, no. Yeah, trying to get uh, into university and stuff. It's terrible. Um, so I do think they comply with all the laws, and they do get a high school diploma, don't they? They do, yeah, and they get quite a yeah, quite a good private education too. Yeah, um, interesting. But yeah. I don't know about like their computer skills because that, you know that's something that we missed out on. You know what I found interesting is like. When we were teenagers there, it was a time where education was very undervalued. Um, And then now it seems to be very valued, like it's swung the other way. So like, for instance, when we were in high school, like the only thing that was valued was like what we could contribute when we weren't going to school, like our, our work, basically. And we just worked all the time. And... Like, no one cared if we got good grades. And then, you're right, some people were pulled out of school. We weren't allowed to use the computers in school. So we didn't Mm. even learn how to use a computer because we were forbidden from using computers. We had to do all our research and stuff with books. Um, We didn't learn to type. I actually taught myself to type on a word processor, (laughs) on this ancient word processor. But... Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm still actually quite bad at typing. Um, and now it seems as though, like, they give them all the opportunities with education, but in a very, like, bubbly, bubbly, in a big bubble. Like, it's they teach them what they want to teach them, you know? Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. You know what else annoys um, me is that the okay. teenagers now are allowed to wear shorts for sports. And like, no, it's great for them. Like, I'm very happy. But mm. can you imagine a scenario in which we would have had, like, we were there trying to play sports, which was, I think we played sports like once a week when we weren't like working our asses off. And it was like this really special thing. But we were there in long dresses. Just yeah. like... And we were uh, playing co-ed sports and it was like really unfair because the guys were wearing pants. <laughs> I mean, life isn't fair. I think. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good lesson, isn't it? 
a good lesson. I think I'm all for the more they can bring in these kind of positive aspects. Yeah, I and agree. I think education is super important. So if they can get a good education, hopefully some kind of social education as well. Yeah. Who I'm are all we? for I mean, it. Who are we to judge? Like, yeah. I do, obviously, we have an opinion because we went through fairly similar, but um, I just, like, I really hope, I just wish those young people well because it is a, it's a difficult time in your life, anyways. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. Obviously, they've got, like, I, I just hope that they're preparing them for any kind of opportunity you know opportunity and mm -hmm. life situation they get thrown into which is always my worry but yeah, uh, yeah. obviously there's not that much i can do but i yeah. do wish them well there is an argument it's so interesting this whole conversation because there's an argument that like as adults we might be even like better off that we had like a really tough upbringing but then it, i because like we're tough, you know, we, we can deal with adversity. But, you know, I would rather like people don't have to deal with too much adversity in a perfect world because it's it's miserable. <laughs> so there's this there's this argument, you know, you could go both ways, really. But I think it's best to prepare your child for the world they're going to live in and kind of base it off of that. Yeah, I mean, we do talk about that one quite often, don't we? Because it's obviously you don't want your kids necessarily to have to go through what you did, but yeah, are, you also want them to be tough enough to to be deal with things of the world. Yeah. Um, but now I don't know. I don't feel very tough anymore. <laughs> yeah, all like, I want to do yeah, is by like, everything. Sit at home, drink nice coffee. Go to you the just gym. Want to bring stuff to you. Anyway, I come do. on, we got to do a word of okay, wisdom. Okay, wait, wait, but I just wanted to share one anecdote that this brought up for me really quick. Remember mending our brother's jeans over and over. So, like, once one patch would get a hole, you would like put a new patch in, and eventually the whole jean became like patch one patch like or yeah, a few know. patches and it was all different colors of jean material <laughs> probably those would be really cool now if you yeah you're right you're right it'd be like very hipster um but then one time i was mending their jeans and i sewed right through my finger <laughs> with the sewing machine and then i was just oh, stuck man. on my finger was like stuck on the needle and I was just a bit shocked. And I was like, Mom, can you help me? And she came and like snipped the thread because I had sewn the thread through and pulled. Oh, she no. pulled off my finger. <laughs> no. Lordy Lord, that was. To be but... honest, everyone who worked in the factory did that once or twice. I yeah, feel. sewed their fingers. <laughs> Ooh, those machines were super powerful. They would sew right through your finger, no problem. Yeah, yeah. It's quite intense. Um, but yeah, word of wisdom. Do you have one for us, Saz? Well, not to beat a dead horse. <laughs> okay. Great start. That is, that is such a horrible saying. 
Is that the music before the horse? Yeah. Dies? Did you put the uh, cart before to, it? Not to put the cart before the horse. What does that mean? Like, Wait, so... speaking of horses, it was the Kentucky Derby too, which I also watched. And I, I tried to bet on a horse called Two Phils. Two Phils was his name. Isn't that weird? Well, that is strange. But I didn't get my bet in in time, which is very good because he didn't end up winning. So, dodged a bullet. Stay away from gambling, my dear, my dearest. I was betting Um, big, $20. But no, um, I do feel like I go on and on about this, but I really am more and more trying to take every day as it comes. And the other thing is, there's this song that goes, if you can be anything, be kind. And like, I I keep forgetting that, I guess. (laughs) Like, it's quite easy to kind of just go about your day without being kind to people. But then I try and remind myself to be kind, which sounds quite soppy. But I do think it's, it is in the end of the day really important um and also like we only live once so like let's let's uh be kind to each other oh that's as much as possible like don't get taken advantage of please but um kind with boundaries yeah exactly and uh, that's lovely what do you what's your word of wisdom because i will ride on your coattails and Ooh, I like say the expressions that, today. Yeah, that we're full of them. Um, say that, you know, if you spend your life always looking at how you can improve and care for yourself so that you're the best version of yourself, that will have ripple effects. And you won't even have to try to be a good person because it'll happen naturally if you are happy within yourself. So care for yourself first, oxygen mask, like improve yourself, make yourself happy. And then everyone around you will magically feel that. And (laughs) the ones who don't, you'll shut it off, you'll shut away because they're not ready for those vibes. And then the ones who do will become happier in turn. If you care for yourself, everyone around you will be cared for too. So work on that self-improvement. We can all do a little every day to become better people. I thought you were gonna say, if you need to, like, if you care for yourself, then yourself. No, you need to be selfish like in order to thing, be unselfish. Like it's a good thing. It's a great I agree thing. with you. Yeah. But remember that sometimes happiness lies in doing something nice for someone else. As well for as me, it just lies in lying on the couch and asking people to bring me water and wine and ice cream. Take a book out of the old Kez bible the other day simon was like oh my goodness he was like you've just been so privileged your whole life and you don't even realize as like 
the woman you've carried yourself as through the world. He's like, it must be nice to have people just get you stuff because you ask them in a flirty way. And I was like, I, my life has not been that easy. So I don't know if that's accurate. You were like, excuse me, first hand me the wine and then we can talk about it. <laughs> no, I'm very good. fortunate to have, like, I'm very thankful that my partner will rub my feet. It's a very nice thing. That kind of grosses me out, but I think that's probably more my problem. Do you not like my... foot rubs? I don't really want to think about it. Um, anyway, what? It's like the best week. thing in the world. <laughs> Ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Bye, everyone. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.